Brett McMurphy, college football insider for Stadium Network, joins us right now. He's on the Sprint Special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Brett, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good to talk to you. Thanks for coming back on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, your, your story surveying everybody uh, across uh, college sports about what's going to happen with this upcoming football season caught all of our eyes. I guess, first off, where did you first uh, get a, uh, a whiff of this? How did you start uh, pursuing this story? You know, actually, it was a couple weeks ago. I was just, you know, I was tired of everything. Every time I turned on the TV, looked somewhere read something it was all about the coronavirus (laughs) and i was thinking how can i come up with something about college football so people can talk you know talk about college football or think of something just for myself as a college football reporter so i thought you know what i'm gonna reach out to uh, all the ad's and uh, I'm going to ask him what their thoughts are on the college football playoff. You know, do they think it should expand by how many teams? Um, who should be in the in a expanded playoff? Those sort of things. And I thought, okay, I'll, ta- I'll reach out to all the ads and do that. So right before I got ready to do that, you know, the implication of the coronavirus kept getting more um, severe. I guess the, the cancellations kept getting pushed back further into the calendar. So I just thought, well, I'll throw in a question. How optimistic are you about the upcoming season? And so I reached out to all 130 ADs, 112 of those responded. And um, so yesterday I wrote the, the piece about how optimistic they are. Tomorrow I've got a, a piece at washstadium.com about what are some of the options that the ADs are looking at if, if the season can't start in in uh, in late August, and then next week, uh, the original reason for reaching out to these guys has to do with the playoff. I'll write my my findings, what they told me about their thoughts on the on the expansion of the playoff next week. So it wasn't some uh, you know great plan. It's just kind of like, hey, I want to get people talking about college football, and you know. I wanted to reach out to the athletic directors. You know, I know, you know, I also value coaches' opinions, but, you know, athletic directors are a step below the presidents, and so they're right there on the front lines as far as making decisions. So those are the best people to go to. And, uh, you know, I appreciate all those that that responded, and I thought it was is pretty eye-opening. And, you know, a lot of people th- think the same way. If, if we can't have a football season, it's going to get really ugly for a lot of programs, whether it's Power Five, Group of Five, Independent, it, it doesn't matter, and that's that's what's really scary. When I talk to a lot of these athletic directors, yeah, I think that you had a bunch of quotes there that were anonymous, obviously, and the one quote that jumped out among all of them, and there was many, is the one AD who said, basically, I'm paraphrasing, if we don't have a season, we're bleeped. I can't say the word, <laughs> yeah. but we all know what the yep. we know what the word is. So it looks like it's in a dire straight situation if they don't have it. Based on your information and conversations, uh, what do you think the percentage of a season not being had is, and do you think that they would go to almost virtually any extreme to make sure they have some kind of a season. Yeah, they will go to any extreme. And that's, that's what I'm, you know, I'm writing for tomorrow is basically, you know, what are the options? The options are you could 
delay the season a couple months. And first off, the, the, the frustrating thing that with this is everyone's waiting to get the all clear. Everyone's waiting when the, you know, whenever we're told it's safe and whenever there's no more, you know, stay at home states, um, all these different things, whenever that happens, then we can move forward. That's the frustrating thing for these athletic directors is they don't know when this will be. Will it be a week from now? Will it be a month from now? Will it be six months from now? Nobody knows. So if the season doesn't start in August, some of the options that the AD said that they're considering are, you know, um, playing conference, a conference only schedule, which, you know, that would uh, still allow bowl games to happen, the college football playoff, all sort of those things. That, however, would be devastating to the group of five schools um, who, you know, have the one big money road game in the non-conference that would kill the FCS level because their entire budgets are centered around a, a you know, million-dollar payday when they go play a Power 5 opponent. Um, other options would be making football a two-semester sport. Some ADs suggested, look, if we can't start in August, let's start as soon as we can, if that's October or November, and then we'll play into February or March if we have to. Some other ADs suggested, look, if we can't play – um, in the fall, then hey, let's ha- let's play in the spring. And you know, it sounds comical, something I would have laughed at a couple couple of weeks ago. But you know, that could be a reality. If we can't start the season until January, then the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl have the semifinals. Miami's got the national title game. Those games could be going on around Memorial Day. But that's some of the the things that the ads are looking at and considering. But again, they don't know what they're going to do until they know when they can start this whole process. And so that's kind of that's kind of what's uh, got got them banging their heads against the wall. Um, and ultimately, everybody wants to get the season in um, because of the, the how much they depend on the, the finances of the revenue generated from college football. Brett McMurphy joining us, College Football Insider for Stadium Network. Really interesting piece, talking to all the athletic directors. Uh, You can check it out at the Stadium Network. Uh, One thing that's floated, obviously, is this thought that it'll be a conference season only. What would happen to independence? Because obviously this would impact BYU. Um, you know, TV networks right. want to make BYU, money. BYU, Notre too. Dame. Right. Yeah. That's, that's one of the – again, there, there's so many – you know, I can say, well, they're considering this, and you could then ask me 50 questions, and I could say, I don't know. And that's kind of where we're at. I don't know. What would happen with BYU? What would happen with Notre Dame? I do know that Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, said the other day that, that all the Power 5 commissioners are speaking daily – and he said, basically, if there was a conference-only model, that the Power Five conferences, which obviously would impact everybody else, would come to an agreement that, that every conference among the Power Five, everyone else could do whatever they want, but I'm sure they would follow suit, would play either eight games or they would play nine games. Well, that's great, except three of the leagues – Power Five leagues play nine conference games. Two of them play eight conference games. So are you going to get the the two that play eight to bump up to nine, or are you going to get the three that play nine bumped down to eight? Well, if I guess the best scenario for BYU would be that everyone plays 
nine conference games because that means the two leagues with eight would have to find an additional game, and certainly BYU would be an attractive opponent. Also, I'm guessing if they decided just to go with eight conference games, that I'm sure the independents would probably work together to schedule as best they could. Um, I'm sure the group of five, if the Power Five says we're only going to play eight conference games, they all play eight conference games anyway, so they're not going to they're not going to say, well, no, we're going to play nine. They're not going to add games. Um, but again, there's so many different different factors and layers with this that you're right. You know, w- what happens with the independents in this scenario? Um, it, it's just it, it's a crazy time and, and stuff that we never thought we would have considered as far as in college athletics and college football, you know, could become a reality, again, depending on whenever – we get the all clear and, and life can return to normal whenever that is. So this is all hypothetical, I know, but I, and I know you don't Absolutely. have any spe- specific answers, but I just want to make sure that I'm understanding your hypothetical angle that you're saying here so you can correct me if I'm wrong. And I, and I realize that there's, there really is no right or wrong because we don't know what's going to happen. That's the message that we're getting here from you, obviously. But what you're basically saying is if, if these things, any number of these things happen where it's not the normal schedule, not, not, not necessarily what time of year, I'm speaking specifically to the scheduling of it as opposed to when and if they'll actually play. But as far as the scheduling goes, you could see a, a scenario, and we're not holding you to it by any stretch, but anyway, you could see the scenario that the independents are overhauling their schedule and basically scheduling on the fly. Is that at least some semblance of accuracy? Well, absolutely. And, I, and, let, and going with the conference-only model, we'll, we'll go with that model. Okay. The, the Power Five conferences are going to have to adjust their schedules, too, because some of these conference games are being played in September. So if the season can't start until October – even the conferences that play eight conference games are going to have to adjust their schedules on the fly. Everybody is going to have to adjust their schedules on the fly. They're going to have to move things around. Obviously, the conferences don't have as many as many um, games to move around as, say, obviously an independent. Um, but, yeah, a lot of these Power Five leagues, they play these September conference games those games would not be obviously would not be played in September. So now you're going to move them to October, November. Um, move them to October, November. Well, now you got to find dates that coincide with your opponent. And will that work? Because it, they both may not have the same open date. So, yeah, I think everybody will be working on the fly, which is kind of, I mean, I'm not making this funny or laughing about it, but it. It is comical kind of a way in that all these schools are scheduling games literally like 50 50 years out, (laughs) and now they're going to have to redo their schedule literally in a matter of days. Um, But, yeah, no, I think it's a great question, but everybody, not just the independents, would be having to change their schedules on the fly. And I actually think if if – Games cannot be attended by fans if we're not if we're at that point where it's not safe for for fans to 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 be in large groups at, at games. So basically, we're just doing these games for TV. I really think that one option would be to play games every day of the week. 
If it's just for TV, move the games to every day of the week. Don't put 90% of your games on Saturday. Do like the MAC does in November and play every game, play games every day of the week, um, because at least then you could you get monster TV ratings, and then hopefully um, the TV networks could compensate some of these universities for moving these games to different days um, to generate some revenue to kind of offset the lost revenue they're going to get from from no uh, from no crowds. Again, there's a it's a great question, but that's just one of a, you know, you ask one question, you get, you, you go down a rabbit hole and get all these different offshoots, and that's what's kind of so so fascinating and so frustrating with this whole situation. Brett McMurphy joining us, College Football Insider for Stadium Network, and so for people to just join us in the middle of the interview, this is really revenue driven. I have read that eighty percent of the TV contract money that these conferences sign is based on football and 20% on basketball and whatever else. But 80% of it's football-driven. So when I hear you talk about the conference-only season, and I get that's the first thing an AD will say or a conference commissioner will say, but then I think, well, as they rework this, they're going to have conversations with ESPN and with Fox and, in the case of Notre Dame, with NBC. And there is no way anyone at ESPN is going to tell the ACC, don't play those five games with Notre Dame. I mean, I just can't believe an ESPN executive is going to say that. So right away, there's going to be wiggle room. There's going to be an extra ACC team on five weeks that needs a game. Am I right? Well, it depends. If the if the if we'll say the I mean, you can go two ways with that. If you say the if you say the con, again, I'm just going by what Bob Bowlesby said, and mm. I have no reason not to not to believe him. He said the Power Five conferences will determine together whether they would have the same number of games. If they decide they're only going to have eight conference games, the ACC plays eight conference games. So I don't. that means you would have to drop a conference yeah. game to add Notre Dame. And they would have to, again, all these rules that are in place now would have to get basically pushed to the side or say, hey, we're not going to hold you to them this year. They would have to basically make – Notre Dame an ACC member for one season. Um, I mean, could that happen? Yes, I guess anything could happen. Again, these are desperate times, and it yeah. matters how desperate we are. Um, but yeah, but maybe because of your what you're saying about Notre Dame, maybe that says, well, let's go to nine games, and so that way. Um, the ACC schools for their ninth game, everybody can play Notre Dame, and so that gets the ACC, you know, nine of the nine of the fourteen ACC schools play Notre Dame. So then Notre Dame gets their nine games in that way, um, and then you'd have to have the the uh, the SEC then would have to find, I guess, one non-conference game to get up to their ninth game. So you could get the nine games that way. But if if they're only going to play eight then it's going to be tough for Notre Dame to be able to get those games from the power leagues because they will already be booked up with other conference opponents. If, I, I think that's what you asked me. Hopefully it was. <laughs> so your sense is, if for no other reason, and probably the main reason, is financially these these schools, these leagues, cannot afford to have college football, so they're going to overturn every stone possible to make sure there's some form of a college football season. 
Right, and that's why I think the spring's a real possibility. Look, I, I, I hope I'm wrong on this. I pray I'm wrong. I just, the way we are right now, you know, Duke has already canceled their summer camp on-campus um, classes. Wimbledon reportedly is going to be canceled or has been canceled. I, I haven't seen the latest. And that goes into mid-July. So we're already canceling stuff into mid-July. I, this is where I hope I'm wrong. I think it's I can't see these colleges and universities saying in the middle of August saying, "Okay, it's safe now. Bring all your 30, 40, 50,000 students back on campus from all over the world. It's safe to come back." I don't think that's going to happen. I hope I'm wrong. Let's say I'm right. Well, that means all these kids are taking online classes. Well, if the student bodies aren't on campus, then how are you going to bring back the student-athletes? And if the student-athletes aren't on campus, you can't have a season. And so if that happens, then it gets pushed to the spring, and you play in the spring. Um, I just literally just got off the phone with a group of five athletic directors. He said there is a athletic director, excuse me, he said there was a president in his conference who suggested last week going ahead and announcing that they wanted to move their season to the spring. So, again, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but they're already starting to consider these things because, again, no one knows when it's going to be we get, you know, the all clear to, to, for things to go back to normal. I hope I'm wrong about the, the schools and what goes on in the fall, but if, if we can't have the student bodies on campus, then we're not going to be able to have fans in the stands. Um, and so if that happens, I think moving to the spring is a real possibility because, yes, the, you know, it's going to conflict with the NFL draft. Yes, March Madness will be going on the same time as the as college football. Yes, there's a million other uncertainties. Yes, Trevor Lawrence may not want to play because he would he want to start a season in January when he's going to be the number one pick in April, and he doesn't want to take a chance of an injury. Yeah, a lot of things like that are going to happen. Seniors may not want to play because they want to train for the NFL. There's a million offshoots of that. But the bottom line is the universities and the athletic departments cannot go without a year of not having the revenue of college football because no matter the greatest CFO in the world, there is no way anybody doing their budgets 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, said, you know what, we need to squirrel away X millions of dollars because we may not have a football season in 2020. Nobody ever thought that would happen. And so that's where we're at. And so people are kind of trying to come up with these contingency plans um, dependent on when everyone can move forward. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where we're at. A lot of unknowns, a lot of you know, this could happen or that could happen. And one thing's for certain, <laughs> there's nothing definite right now. All right. Well, that's a lot of information all at once. Brett, we appreciate it. And uh, hit us up again. you got two more stories coming up. Um, when are they going to uh, drop and where? Yeah, so, th- so to, uh, Thursday at watchstadium.com. Obviously, I'll tweet them out at Brett underscore McMurphy, is basically some of the options of what the ADs are considering if the season doesn't start in August. Um, And then next week, uh, next Tuesday, 
Um, I'll have my results of the survey of the athletic directors on what their thoughts are of the playoff moving forward. Will it be expanded? How many teams do they want in it? And more importantly, um, no big surprise, they do prefer an 18 playoff. More importantly, though, who do they think should be given bids in that 18 playoff, which was the one of the most fascinating things I found, especially when you look at the dif- dif- differing opinions between the power five mm-hmm. ADs and the non-power five ADs. So that's that's next week. All right. We'll look forward to reading those. Brett, thanks a lot for a few minutes. We appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, guys. Brett McMurphy, College Football Insider for Stadium Network.